What's good, fam? This is your boy Dijon, and this is how to be a motherfucking legend. Yeah! This is the place to be for inspiration and the realization of your full creative potential. Uh huh. Each episode, we're gonna be sharing tips uh. and insights to help you unlock the greatness that is already inside of you. Okay. What is good? Motherfucking Legend Tribe, this is a very special episode. I'm here today with my new friend, Salara Rose. She is an energy expert and light worker. And we connected just randomly through the ethers. I saw a post of hers on Facebook and just her bright, shining spirit really like pulled me in. So I started clicking through what she had posted and looking at her website. And it was just super high vibe. And it was like, there's something about the way light workers represent themselves that like pings other light workers. And you're like, okay, yes, <laughs> you're part of the tribe. So we had a little exploration call and realized we had a lot of synergy and it was just very effortless to connect and talk. So we said, hey, we should continue this conversation over live and share our insights and our excitement with the world. So that's what we're doing now. Uh-huh. So thankful. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to play today. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. So um interestingly enough, or maybe it's not interesting to you, but it's interesting to us, is I was just planning on doing this remotely, and Solar suggested that we do it over Facebook Live also. And I was like, oh, okay, like with this software, there is a way to integrate it in so that we can do that. So I started trying to play with it and I had never done it before and I didn't know exactly how to do it and we couldn't figure it out. And it was the time frame we were trying to, so we were just trying different things. And the whole time, even though things weren't working the way we wanted to, we just tried to do Facebook Live twice and it didn't work, we still stayed connected. No one got upset. No one blamed the other person about it not working. We just used it as an invitation to stay in flow, keep a light perspective. And we decided that's what we should talk about, just how to be in flow in your life because we are living as human beings on the earth and we have human experiences and they're imperfect. And how can we not only accept that, but, but really embrace that and, and be in joy with the imperfection? Oh yeah, that's so rich. And it, what's coming up for me is the the balance. And we talked about this a little bit before too. Is that balance between high quality, high standard perfectionism and being bare naked in flow and just letting our heart and our soul and our colors come out and be expressed and shine. And to in the flow of that, in the mix of all of that, to have a light, playful, easy adaptable, flexible, fluid relationship to life and to ourselves and to our experience that we're having. And um, <laughs> it's, it's a, an interesting dance. But actually, the thing that's coming through right now as I say that is abundance. And in the, in the last part of that word is dance. Mm. And I notice that when I dance with life and I'm light and I'm easy and I hop on calls like you, I have a 100% conversion rate for all of my sales calls, it's because I just get on and I be myself and I'm like, this is what it is. And the people just want to 
play together and dance and have that experience and being in the dance of life more in the flow of the in the ease of it all allows there to be this really friction-free clean pristine vortex of energy where things can just slide in (laughs) friction free clean pristine vortex wow Uh that's That's what it is (laughs) yeah yeah and i think i 100 percent resonate with what you're saying and one thing that's really shifted in my experience and how i show up to live is is all the cliches that i've been hearing for so long make sense like you're a human being not a human doing right And, and what that what that means to me is is that the receptivity aspect of being human, which is the feminine aspect, comes first before the doing, right? So ultimately, everything comes from source. So like when I start the day, for instance, like now I spent probably an hour chanting, laying on my bio mat, then I went to another hour long yoga class because the most important thing in my day is the attunement to spirit when I get up and then the rest of my day can flow from that place. And I know like 10 years ago, I was working a corporate job. I used to like get up right when my alarm went off, like rush, like grab some coffee, shave quickly, rush to work. And then your energy continues on that vibration, right? Uh When you open to receive and create space for the channel of spirit to flow through you, then everything you touch has that transmission. And I think that's what you were saying about when you show up with that lightness, then your clients can feel that and they want to work with you and it's effortless. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. And I love, you're just such a G, you know, you I'm wake up and, <laughs> oh man, I kept hearing swag all day. I was just dancing around and swag was in my head and I went over to your page and I saw swag activation and I just was laughing so hard. It's yeah. so beautiful. <laughs> it's so exquisite. Because it yeah. really is it's that playful swag, you know, just being in the in the flow and um, being in our mastery in the flow and mm-hmm. having fun with it. And one of the first things when I wake up every day is to create that space for allowing that just channel to, to source and to allow that to come in and to flow through me so that I can hear and filter the codes for paradise, for nirvana, for love mm. into my heart, my mind, my reality, my day. And if I need to do that throughout the day, I allow myself to do that too, because there's always such a, a mix of things that are going on. And if I need to create that space again to just go, okay, I'm going to receive and then go back into it, shift back into that, that motion, then I do that. And so there's also something really um alive about being attuned to our own flow enough to be able to sense those spaces throughout the day okay now i need to receive now i need to be in expression now i need to come and allow and now i need to go take action and to mm-hmm. to surf that flow and i think that it's just pivotal for each of us to be so connected to our own self and our own sovereign connection to source. And I think that also is a primary element in supporting um, sovereign unity. So sovereign, sovereignty and unity within the context of a collaborative space. Mm. That's, that's profound. I would love for you to elaborate on sovereignty and unity within a collaborative space. 
Oh, yeah. So this is what I would consider beyond any notions of um, any codependency whatsoever, no matter what level that codependency is happening on, mentally, physically, emotionally, um, where each being in a space is so connected to their source, their sovereignty. I call it having your wireless connection because there's no attachments. There's no, nobody streaming their energy out to anybody else, but they're so just in that laser lucid clear flow and connection to source that then everybody can come together in their flow in a cohesive way. And there's not power dynamics. Everybody's connected to their power. Mm. And so I think that's essential to make a group, um, any type of collaborative creative project flow at its highest, most expanded and optimal potential. And one of the ways that shows up for me in a real clear, just to clarify what, what that even means <laughs> for anybody who's, who's listening is I look at when we stream our power away, it's because we're thinking about something that's not here and now. We're literally giving our te- attention and power to something and in the context of relationship, I think the only time that that's really truly useful is if we are energizing and fueling the person that we're thinking about mm. with celebration or appreciation or like a high five or a hug, you know, unless we're giving direct praise, it becomes um, the word that's coming through is a quantum entanglement. And to um, not create that, <laughs> it's really important to have our, our lucid, clear connection to source and to be hyper-conscious of if we are streaming our attention to someone, are we doing it in a loving and uplifting way that's going to fuel their field from through that connection, through that line of connection. So now I'm being taken to just seeing it all as one neural, you know, just seeing the larger mind and seeing how our connections to one another is, it's it's ways that we're telepathically communicating with one another always. Mm. And, the more attuned and aware we become, the more we can always be reading what's happening in that field. And so it's, and what happens in one place happens everywhere simultaneously in the quantum field. So it's also really important to just be cognizant of how we are impacting one another. And so one of the very first things that I train is on how to have that sovereign connection, because it's, it's ultimately in the benefit of that being, because all of their power and energy and, and creative fertility is on board and they can then bring that to the table. They can show up fully clean, clear, open, ready to give and receive without any type of um, agenda or need from anybody else in the, in the container. It can be a really clear, clean, connected, creative space. And um, it serves the whole in a profound way because then we all learn how to connect to source instead of thinking that people, places, or things are going to fulfill that connection that is ultimately what we're seeking in all people, places, and things anyways, unless it's to be in addition to our already immaculate, amazing connection uh, that we have. So, mm, Beautiful. So <laughs> eloquent, so clear. Mm. That is Solara Rose right there. Oh, <laughs> that's us. <laughs> I'm just channeling us. <laughs> that is your flavor of human expression that brought that through and and I'm part of the container for sure but I just want to honor honor that thank you I appreciate that very much (laughs) yeah and you know I'm gonna suggest already 
if you're listening to listen to that again, <laughs> listen to this episode immediately again after you listen to it the first time, because we all want love and connection so much. You know, that's like maybe the primary human motive is to be connected and to feel seen and loved and be able to give love. And it makes sense because I think that's why we're here, right? Because essentially we're all source. Source is animating all of us. But in this particular experience in the third dimension, we came to have separate um, experiences and then come together in play you mm-hmm. know, and, and experience like individuated pieces of source and like what that part feels like. If you just separate that part out and then you play with that part and then you play with this part, and then you play with that part. So that's what we all, that's what we all want to do. But because of the ways in which we've been indoctrinated and habituated, those relationships are often very entangled and cause a lot of pain. So that causes a lot of like distrust in life in general because your deepest desire is to connect with people in this way. And then you do that. And then it causes like more pain than you've ever experienced in your life. And you're like, you know, fuck it. It's not even worth it. And then you close your heart, you know, and then you're just like missing out on the beauty that is life, right? Yeah. But, but there is another way, right? Yeah, and she just broke it down, you know? <laughs> you know, it's about having that sovereignty and having boundaries and honoring your connection to spirit above everything else and encouraging other people to do the same. And mm-hmm. it's interesting, the more I deepen my spiritual practice, the more I want to deepen my spiritual practice. And I'm kind of thinking right now about like learning about um, Muslims and how they pray five times a day. And I remember when I was younger, I was like, it's too much. That's like, that's, you know, like, I got you. <laughs> but it's like now that I spend a lot of time, like every morning I spend probably an hour and maybe closer to two hours, like tuning in. And then throughout the day, if I get triggered or I get my energy gets depleted, I'll meditate, you know, or I'll do some sort of practice to bring me alignment. And it used to be something I resisted all the time. But if I'm like tired, like if I, instead of taking a nap, if I meditate for 20 minutes, like it's like, boom, you know, like reconnected. So um, I know at least my fear was that like, if I was spending that much time praying or meditating, that I was like missing something, right? But you're actually gaining so much you're gaining Mm. connection with everything you know with source so yeah without that it's like you you're missing so much more without it because you're going through your day not connected to the frequency that makes everything come alive and you know where you get to experience the wonder and the awe and the magic of life because you feel the frequency of soul through everything that you're experiencing. And if we're just in action without being connected first, we can kind of miss the, the beauty and the marvel that is available to us. So thank you for honoring yourself in those moments when you know you need that, that reboot to give that to yourself and to trust that. <laughs> yeah. And what you were saying about receiving first and being in action is something we were discussing before we, we started recording this. And what I call that is swag. You know, it's, it's like, that's a modernization of an ancient idea, which is the union of masculine and feminine energies. Mm. It's not about gender. It's just about energetics. 
So mm-hmm. one of my favorite sacred geometry symbols is the Sri Jantra with uh, three triangles coming down um, and the three triangles going up and that, and like, mm-hmm. I can't remember which one represents the, the masculine, but I think it's the, the ones coming down represent the masculine, like the, the spirit energy and the ones going up represent like the earth matter energy. And the union of those two is where all the magic happens. Mm-hmm. It's the union of these two energies. So that to me is swag. It's when you are in proper balance and right relationship with the internal masculine and feminine energies. Mm. So, so having said that, I see all these shirts about um, the future is female and, and so many slogans, which, which to me is, is missing the mark a little bit because... Mm-hmm. That's like a that's like a power game. Like the men have the power now, we want the women to have the power. But to me, that's um, not mm. quite acknowledging that the patriarchy is bad for everybody, including men. Right? Like mm-hmm. they are suffering more actually because they're they're disconnected. Like if someone is causing pain in a situation, and there's someone who's being inflicted upon the pain, the person who has the pain inflicted on them knows that the situation is not right, right? Yeah. They're having the pain, but the person who is doing it is even more disconnected. They're not connected to the oneness. Uh-huh. They think the other is separate and they think that what they're doing to the other does not affect them, mm-hmm. right? And that is a, that's like true darkness. Yeah. Right, so. That's profound that you have that awareness. So thank you. and the well the level of numbness that has occurred in order for a person to be able to inflict in that way and for the other being to then find compassion Mm. in seeing that depth of that that layer that's under there that in order for someone to cause well any pain in the first place they must be experiencing that or a profound level of disconnection um, and and to be able to soften into compassion for that being and, and to, to see that, that underlying deep rooted anchored pattern and not all the things that are showing up on the surface layer of, of what it looks like, you know? Um, So thank you. Yeah. 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 I noticed it from a few things and I think my specific path has given me insight into you know, that particular thing, because I went to a 95% white Christian college preparatory um, high school, junior high school on like 192 acre campus. So I was in a very affluent, specific environment. And Mm. what I noticed in that environment is that even though people had all these material things, there's a lot of dysfunction and a lot of unhappiness, Mm -hmm. right? So even though they had the American dream, they weren't a lot of people weren't fulfilled. And I think that translates even deeper to like, uh, I don't know how well of a known statistic this is, but like the highest incidences of suicide um, in America is like, it's like white males, like 43 to 52, right? So Mm -hmm. those people are ostensibly the most powerful, privileged people, right? And then based on them taking their lives, like they're also the most unhappy and disconnected and like, what is going on there, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's like those people are so in the unconscious that they have everything materially that they have acquired 
Mm-hmm. Maybe not, not through the purest means. And then they have that emptiness inside and feel unfulfilled. And, and that's the worst feeling there is, that emptiness. Uh, this is a, just exqu- an exquisite stream of consciousness. So thank you for pulling <laughs> that through as well. Um, this is something that even in the new paradigm or the spiritual communities or the light worker community, all of us, I think this is a human condition that, that occurs where we can have, we can literally have so much beauty and abundance and love in our lives. And if that connection to source isn't there, we don't feel it. We don't know it. We don't hear it. We don't see it. We don't experience it or receive it fully where it really resonates. And we're really experiencing that connection in our lives, which is why so much of what I do do is energy work. And I think we're all starting to realize the power and the value and the importance of frequency because you can enjoy, you know, a polar plunge at a cold spring at 7 a.m. more than you enjoy having like a lush, cozy, beautiful environment. If you're connected when you're at the polar, when you're at the, the spring and you're, you're disconnected when you're surrounded by all the nice things. So I think recognizing that it's, it's more about the connection that we have in any given moment that determines the quality of our relationship to life and the quality of experience that we're, we're having. Um, I think a lot of people are starting to realize that. And, um, of course, you know, all the tangible things are great, juicy icing on the cake uh, to add to that, but particularly more valuable when you've got that and your connection, because then baby, it's just fun. It's just, you can, you just, well, I mean, it's fun anyways, but you have, because you're in this multidimensional holographic virtual reality game, this playground of life where you get to have all these juicy, delicious, sensuous, beautiful experiences and you get to play you literally get to play and you you get to then you're opening into the space of true freedom and infinite possibilities because you've got mobility and that's one of the things that i love about um, money and wealth creation is one supporting people with mending their relationship to that paradigm um, and their relationship to money and making it a juicy zesty love affair so that they can have fun with it and experience more of it and play with it more yeah and then like moving out into that space around, okay, now what do I want to create with this? So um, what was the other piece of that that was coming through? Circle back. (laughs) Circle back. Circle back. back. Oh, there was something good in there. Well, anyways, the the first piece is really mending the relationship to it. And then um, it'll come back when it's meant to come back. Yeah. um, Is there a loop that I need to close there? No, I think the title of this episode is how to be in flow. And we're just being in flow. Yeah. We are. <laughs> we're, we're embodying, like we could say step one to be in flow, do this. And like that could be useful, you know, and I actually have a program right now called the how to be a motherfucking legend virtual program that actually kind of step by step breaks it down. But instead of doing that right now, you're just having the experience of being in flow. Oh, yeah. That we're both just, you know, I say whatever is coming through. I'm not, the, my mind isn't even really here. I'm just kind of like talking. And then that sparks something in her and, and then you start talking and then we go somewhere and there's no destination. Yeah. You know, we're just, Except we're just here. Yeah. We're just here and we're just experiencing the truths as they reveal themselves. Mm-hmm. This is also beautiful too, because 
I don't know if you do a dance with this in your own life, then this is the glory of now, truly, is being able to take very simple in nature, concepts that are very simple in nature and weave them into a very rich, complex, dynamic, multifaceted, you know, texture and weave. Mm -hmm. And looking at having all of these different dimensions of um, being consciousness, creation, flow, awakening and activating and illuminating and expressing our full creator potential Mm -hmm. and having all the dimensions we guide people through. But then ultimately that guide is to serve to liberate people into what I would call a space of super conscious awareness where you're actually living the embodiment and you're, you're in the moment and everything is unfolding itself from there without any hard, rigid, definite plans because that's expansion needs to have space and room to to breathe and to to grow and to flourish Mm -hmm. so that's an interesting i'm going to plug in my computer okay um but please feel free to hear you and i'm listening (laughs) okay um yeah that was a great download a great back and forth and this goes back to what i was saying about the the magic happening in between the two energetic poles, you know, like the masculine and feminine pole. And it's not, you know, I'm a man and Solar's a woman, but it's not about gender. It's about the masculine maybe expelling the energy and the feminine is receiving it. So because she's allowing me to speak, I'm able to like be present and, and channel and vice versa. And Mm -hmm. The, the beauty of her energy and being able to do that is like the difference between trying to film something on a camera when you're by yourself and you're just like, ah, I feel like I need another person here to like give me some presence and, and yeah. having someone standing behind there being like, okay, like, you know, like sit up straight, like, you know, smile, like, you know, it's just like we are able to serve as reflections for each other to yeah. access and communicate our divinity. Yeah. Gorgeous. You know, it was, when you're speaking to the t-shirts around the future being female earlier, when I see those, the first thing that always comes through my channel is the future is flow. And I think it's because flow is literally the perfect symmetrical harmonized union of those energies, you know, Tantra, the androgyny, however we want to look at that. But it is that gorgeous dance between Shakti and Shiva. And that's happening within each of us independently mm-hmm. in every moment. And if we can navigate those waters masterfully in our own reality and create that sovereign connection to that flow, mm-hmm. then collectively we'll be able to, to come into that space. And, uh, and so I think there's also something really valuable about um, just training self-leadership, self-trust, um, intuition, uh, sovereign connection in order for true sovereign unity to happen on the planet instead of just going at it from a perspective of, you know, we need to create unity from a codependent space, mm-hmm. but, but let's create unity from a really fun, activated, sovereign space yeah. so that, yeah. <laughs> or even unity from a pained place. From a... A pained <laughs> place or a reactive mm-hmm. place, you know, like... Um, it all serves. It's it's not that we don't need to, uh, acknowledge the transgressions and like the things that have gone on, um, to stop them. But it's like, um, it's a step on the ladder to creating a truly harmonious society. So Mm -hmm. like 
there's certain frequencies that, you know, there's, there's a range, right? Like I would say like, uh, sadness are like, sadness may be a lower frequency than anger, you know, because anger is at least like, there's an energy of movement to it. Right. And then like maybe from anger, you move into action to something else and then you work through your anger and then you get to, you know, to joy, (laughs) you know, and there's obviously more things in between those two things, but, and then joy is even, I think lower than peace because joy is like, (laughs) is temporary in a way. And peace is just kind of the underlying, like, uh, I just have this sense of peace, like no matter what is going on. But ultimately I feel like that's, what we're moving towards and it's okay to take steps in that process. But I also feel like time moves so fast. Things are moving so fast. It's important not to get attached to the form of things and stay committed to honoring the flow of things and being like, if this thing wants to change, then the container needs to change, you know, like, and that could be a romantic relationship. That could be your job. That could be a government structure. Those are all just the masculine containers for the feminine flow. And the feminine mm. flow is always moving. So the masculine's job is to stay flexible, to house a safe passage for the feminine flow. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. <laughs> okay. Thank you. So um, people have heard my story. You know, if, if people have listened to other podcasts, they know a little bit about me. And I think it would be interesting to hear a little bit about your human experience and how you came to be activated and awake in the way that you are. Like, was it, was there a time when that was challenging? You know, like what was your awakening process? Yeah. Um, Man, this is always, it's so fascinating for me when people ask this question for a couple of reasons. One, because the, the struggle and the challenge that I experienced feels literally aeons, light light years away from the reality and the the world that I'm living in and experiencing now. So it's always interesting to go back and dance in those those narratives. And then two, it's it's continual and it's been continual for me since the moment that I came into this dimension. And I have, um, you know, recollection of my lifetimes before, specifically right before this. I mean, ultimately we all incarnate as all that is because we are all that is. And that's just a whole other dimension of conversation. But when I came into this paradigm, I remember the first thing I felt was um, just a kind of a shock around the the differential and frequencies. And I was kind of, you know, I kind of just was, where am I? Where did I land? (laughs) Um, And Early on in childhood, I was introduced to uh, a violent, volatile environment right off the bat. And so that was a bit, you know, challenging for my soul because I didn't understand how to reconcile those frequencies. And so I went through a lot of um, very mm, powerful, profound, supernatural, um, deeply challenging and painful um, catalytic experiences for the very, a lot of my early life, you know, I would say even more than half of the lifetime that I've lived um, so far. And in each one of those, there was, there were so many rich nuggets and, and awakenings and revelations and epiphanies. And it was almost like moving through open consciousness. I was just getting activated. And I, it, was, it was as though I was going through the depths of what humans 
experience physically, mentally, and emotionally, and rising through all of that and, and just moving through the resistance of all of that into open liberation, open consciousness, and freedom. And, and so if there's a specific question that you would like to ask around my life experience, I'd love to, to go into more of a detailed event. But um, you know, the, the main keys were, well, I had to learn how to love unconditionally mm. by learning how to love some of the most unlovable things that happen on this planet. That's the path my soul chose. I suppose I didn't have to. I chose to mm-hmm. um, learn that way. So I came up against some of the you know, darkest, darkest things within myself and within the world that humans um, experience, live. Um, yeah, I mean, if you, if you are willing, I would love to hear one experience because I feel like it's important for people to understand that in order to get to the place that we're vibrating at, it's not um, disassociation. Like we went, through, mm. we went through the darkness and transmuted it. And for people just to understand who may be going through darkness right now, that we're the same. We're not mm-hmm. different. You know, it's just like um, leaning into the work and leaning into rewriting your story. So if you're open to sharing one experience. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll do an overarching theme because I think it'll be supportive for the, the women who are listening. But I allowed, so something that I learned in the creation journey is that we are either creating or allowing And one of my major patterns was that I took on responsibility for everything. And I had to learn to decipher and discern what I was allowing and what I was creating and creating by allowing. And so I allowed a lot of um, physical, mental, and emotional abuse from men specifically in my life. I was in controlling situations where there was a lot of um, what's coming through. I'm just going to channel what's coming through. Uh, jealousy, animosity, resentment um, in the dynamic of the relationship. And I would internalize a lot of that and I would make it my own. And I would then inflict that pain upon myself through my own mental processes, my own lifestyle choices um, and behavioral um, patterns. And so one of the things that I had to learn how to do was stop allowing that behavior in my life to stop allowing those types of relationships. And then I had to really clean out my own consciousness, my own mind, my own womb, um, uh, my, my energetic matrix and vortex deep, deep, deep went deep, um, into it. And, um, that happened in some scenarios via rape, via physical, uh, abuse, um, and allowing things via my pattern of people pleasing as well, wanting to be liked, wanted, wanting to be loved or told I was significant or given that in some way from the outside world instead of giving it to myself. So that's the flip side of that abuse pattern is that I was expecting or desiring that from the outside world because I wasn't giving it to myself and I didn't know how to give it to myself. And so that was the pattern that I carried on through much of my life. And that, and those are some of the outward physical manifestations of it. Um, and so, and that's why sovereignty is a huge part of what I teach now and I'm deeply, richly empowering the women that I work with to have incredibly high standards in love and self-honoring and self-care 
and in their own capacities, potential gifts, skills, and to really recognize and honor and celebrate themselves and to not allow what is not true, resonant, harmonious, aligned and honoring of them in the most rich and fulfilling way because I had to learn that through my experience. It's the same thing for men too. I'm just, you know, giving an example because I think that in my experience, women need to be richly empowered in that space. And I, I feel like a pillar and kind of a lot like a mama bear when I get into that zone because it's so valuable and important um, to, to really to give ourselves that and to realize our sacredness and our beauty and how much we deserve to be cherished and loved and adored and upheld and to give that to ourselves first mm-hmm. so that we can truly experience the reflection of that and to stay in the integrity of that and to stay in our power with that. Because one thing I didn't realize that I was doing was saying yes to things that I wasn't really a yes to, um, allowing things that I wasn't really okay with. Uh, and I, I needed to start commanding more um, via love, um, via my own embodiment of value uh, from my, for myself and from my reality. Uh, which is a huge part of the the wealth that I teach, like true wealth creation. You know, there's that space of that open, free-flowing vortex, and then there's the space of value, where it's really important if you want want to make a lot of money, I'm talking the big money, to hold value, to hold our power um, as we navigate that flow Mm. as well. Um, So I feel like that felt complete. Thank you so much for sharing that. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt like the energy of it and simultaneously like the kind of like the oversoul perspective of it in mm. like one multidimensional share. So thank you for going through it and also doing the work to have that sort of awareness and to be able to communicate about it in that way. Mm. Mm-hmm. No, thank you for hearing and receiving, you know, I was having a beautiful call last night with somebody. And um, one of the things that came up is like a real thing that's happening for me now. I love to honor and pour praise into people because I feel really solid within myself to be able to just give that without, you know, needing or having that return in any way. So when people say thank you to me, and it's not out of my incapacity to receive, it's because I feel so full that it, it almost it goes back into the collective like I actually literally feel it come through my being and go back out into the whole and so like to claim it is it's, it's almost like a thank you it's a it's a thank us or a thank we um I get it yeah and so it's always it's just fascinating to notice that when it arises in myself because there's um claim, claim it doesn't feel like I'm claiming it you know I totally get it. And I mean, I know from my own experience connecting with people through my storytelling project, Souls of Society, that I have a special ability to hold a very clear, non judgmental, like listening field where people can express themselves like their deepest self, you know, and just have it flow out of them. So I, I acknowledge my role in the, in the dynamic as well. And that's, that is the beautiful thing that human beings can do together is like hold that space and then be vulnerable and like express. And it's just, it's limitless what we can do when we come together uh-huh. you know, with, with that real honoring. 
gorgeous. And even in the context of this conversation, you know, we've gotten to be in the like light, open, expansive and the deep, rich, like sensuous, you know, we've gotten to explore even the multidimensionality of our own, of our own beings. And the, it's the beauty of being human. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to say one little secret about being human that we're not often taught is that, um, at least in my upbringing, being human was like the test, right? Like you have mm-hmm. to pass the test and then you can go to heaven. But the reality mm-hmm. is being human is the dopest shit ever. Being human is the thing, right? Like uh-huh. you're already an eternal soul and like nothing that ever happens in this dimension or any other one is ever going to stop your return to source. So this is an opportunity to play in a specific way with a body on Gaia and fucking enjoy yourself. And we've become so disconnected from the earth that we're, we've really like lost that. And because earth is a special place where you really do have free will. So you can do some mm. fucked up things here, you know, whereas like other places, the flow is more, it's more like nature works, like a flower blooms, like a flower doesn't make choices, like it blooms, right? So on other, mm. on other systems, you know, there's energies that just more things just happen. Like it's just life. That's the way life exists at that frequency. But here we can choose whatever we want, basically. Mm. So yeah. this is so rich. I had a question come in from one of my clients last night and I was like, I love my clients that we have these conversations, but it was the, you know, the dynamics between allowing an action and free will versus destiny and one of the fascinating things about free will is that, um, and I'm just going to pull this through because you mentioned the flower, not having a choice, it just grows, is that there's some higher, more expanded intelligence that is creating that emergence. Or there's also, there's also though, processes that are happening within that flower to compel that emergence. And so there's a co-creation there, and it's the same with us, but consciousness everything is energy and consciousness and so everything is alive everything is source and the consciousness that is more aware of itself so this is a difference between and i'm going to be kind of it's the difference between being god and praying to a god Mm, yes and so when we're aware that we are that and we're operating from love because that's really when we're able to slip into that embodiment fully and maintain it is when we're operating from that space. And then we have more access to what I would consider um, supernatural, natural and supernatural power to work in the larger creative avatar of being. But when we're more aware, we have more free will. So it's, you know, you can, a piece of wood, in in a conversation between you and a piece of wood that you want to chop up and put in a fire, you are going to have the capacity and ability to choose to do that with the wood. And it's not going to have really any choice or say in the matter because it's not as aware of itself or as awake as you are. So that dimension of consciousness becomes malleable to you. Mm. So light working can seem kind of like an airy fairy or fluffy thing sometimes, but make no mistake. <laughs> I just want to, to, clear, to <laughs> clarify this. We're very aware 
that in the expanded dimensions of light and consciousness, other consciousness becomes malleable mm. to our influence. And we are proactively working to ascend and expand all consciousness because we recognize it as self, it is all us, into expanded dimensions of energy, of consciousness, of light, and of love. And so the more harmonious we are with that energy, the more power we actually get to play with and, and to enjoy because our intention is in service to the whole self and not just the independent self. So on a level of de destiny, that would look like when we're actually aligned with the energy of destiny, we have access to our full free will. When we're aligned to the and embodying the expanded higher I, we, us, genius, then we can play a bigger game than when it's all focused just solely here without the best intent of love and flourishing and abundance for the whole self. So, um, yeah, those are. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Love it. I mean, this, this episode has been so rich, so many downloads and I feel like I know for myself, like that is pushing the capacity of processing power for everything we went through. And, I like to keep the episodes relatively compact so people can like take it all in. And, and that was a lot. So I feel like this is a good place to kind of um, bring it to a close. But um, I thank you so much for your, your presence and all the things that you've done to meet me on this frequency. I really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. And is there anything you would like to share about um, programs you're doing, how people can connect and work with you or anything like that? Well, of course. <laughs> um, well, you can connect with me at solarrose.com and on Facebook at Solara Sophia Rose. And I have my signature program that, that is going to, well, we're, we won't go into the big vision for it right now, but it's called Liquid Nirvana, Thriving in the Flow of Super Abundance. And the whole first portion of that is about getting into flow, getting in your sovereign wireless connection to pure source. So your access to clean, free energy flow and maintaining that consistently as you navigate the beautiful waters of life. And the second portion is all about financial wealth acceleration. So this is then how to direct that flow powerfully. And within the context of that, we cover the metaphysics of reality creation. You know, anything in that realm, that dimension, that domain is my mastery. You can ask me anything that you desire to know and I can help you to align um, with what it is that, that you need to align with to, to become an empowered creator inside of your own reality. Um, and then there's the business aspects of that too. So creative resources and tools and um, some of the key fundamental strategies that, that are necessary to, to exponentially expand upon a business. Um, but most of the people I work with have the strategy down. We play more in the, the energetics and the, the, the metaphysical uh, realms, but all of the materials are there for you if you need that to bring it through into form and I'm there with you the whole way uh, for one-on-one -on -one soul immersions uh, with that program. And I also have a the financial wealth accelerator as a two-hour immersion on its own. So for everyone who's pretty great with the energetics and they're really great with the um, strategy or they just want to work on energetics and wealth, that's what that two-hour immersion is for. So that's available as well. Love it. So the yeah. first program was called Liquid Nirvana. Uh-huh. And then, and the then second, second one is a wealth acceleration immersion. Yeah, you got it. Great. <laughs> Wonderful. I think that I will be partaking in those things. We have lots to connect about and collaborate on. Oh, yeah. Well, that was wonderful. 
I also have the How to Be a Motherfucking Legend 10-week virtual program for helping people create, create a clear connection with their higher self so that they can live in abundance with purpose and joy. And uh-huh. if, you, if you want to learn more, go to howtobeamotherfuckinglegend.com and holler at me. Mm. So, so, yeah. thank you so much for being here. Mm. We're out. I so appreciate you being here. If you enjoy the energy that we are creating and building, share it with the homies. Take a screenshot, post it on your Instagram stories. Leave a five-star review on iTunes. Really, those five-star reviews are really going to help this get to more people. Just let people know about it. And if you ever want help going deeper into yourself, developing yourself, and doing that with a community and with guidance, head on over to programs.howtobeamotherfuckinglegend.com. And we got you. Until next time. Peace.